This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Congresswoman Nancy Mace is taking on the GSA for making Chinese tech purchases. The Social Security Administration is taking a new approach to try to reduce improper payments. And Navy Secretary Carlos Del Toro has a few choice words for contractors. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Friday, February 16th, 2024. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Navy Secretary Carlos Del Toro has a few choice words for contractors. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The Department of the Navy is putting its contractors on notice. Navy Secretary Carlos Del Toro says it's time for contractors to spend more money on the future. You can't be asking the American taxpayer to make even greater public investments while you continue, in some cases, to goose your stock prices through stock buybacks, deferring promised capital investments. Del Toro, speaking at the FCO West Conference in San Diego yesterday, says the Navy and its partners need to reduce costs, optimize systems, and improve interoperability. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A Department of Veterans Affairs watchdog is warning that hundreds of thousands of veterans are at risk of mix-ups with their prescription medications. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. VA's Office of Inspector General says it's an issue between the department's new and legacy electronic health records. If veterans seek treatment at one of five sites using the department's new Oracle Cerner EHR, then receive care at a VA site using its legacy Vista EHR, their medication information may be incorrect. That runs the risk of VA clinicians filling scripts for medicine that conflict with what veterans are already taking or give them medicine that they're allergic to. Here's VA Deputy IG David Case. While VA is taking efforts to reduce this potential, we remain concerned that patients have not been informed of their individual risk. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Members of the National Guard and Reserve are not receiving special pay, and their advocates want to know why. Federal News Network's Anastasia Obis has more. The National Guard Association is asking Congress to investigate the Pentagon's delay of special pays for the Guard and Reserve. Retired Major General Frank McGinn, the president of the National Guard Association, says the Defense Department continues to postpone implementation of Guard and Reserve special pay parity. The fiscal 2022 defense bill required the Pentagon to submit a report laying out the details of implementation. McGinn says the final report didn't comply with a congressional request and didn't include an implementation plan. Anastasia Ovis, Federal News Network. Funding and fragmentation have been major barriers for federal executive boards for decades. But as Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports, FEBs are now on the verge of a transformation. Now with more consistent funding under the Office of Personnel Management, the FEB program is looking to expand its reach. FEBs help coordinate regional agencies and elevate the voices of federal employees who work across the entire country. The program, which has been around since 1961, just updated its strategic plan. But OPM's Kelly DeGraff says nothing is decided just yet. We don't have a a prescriptive roadmap of here's how we're going to do this. I think that in 24 and in 25, we're going to pilot various ways of what this can look like. 
A couple options on the table right now are either adding more boards or extending the ones that already exist. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The General Services Administration is facing new scrutiny about its purchase of prohibited telecommunications technology from China. Congresswoman Nancy May says she's concerned about a recent GSA Inspector General report that found GSA bought 150 video conference cameras manufactured in China, which is a violation of the Trade Agreements Act. She says given GSA's role as a major federal buyer of technology, the report raises even more questions about the agency's oversight processes. The chairwoman of the Oversight and Accountability Subcommittee on Cybersecurity, IT, and Government Innovation would like answers and documents from GSA by February 23rd. Mace is holding a hearing on February 29th. The Pentagon is shifting how it thinks about improving military infrastructure. A new strategy for resilient and healthy defense communities released yesterday will address the Pentagon's outdated installations to improve service members' quality of life. The Pentagon plans to create livability standards, which will be implemented into its policies and the United Facilities Criteria System. It'll inform the department's infrastructure planning, design, construction, and modernization efforts. The strategy is a starting point from which the department will develop an implementation plan. The Social Security Administration is taking a new approach to try to reduce improper payments. The agency is proposing to now automate its payroll information system. SSA says incorrect payroll data is often a reason behind overpayments made to Social Security recipients. The agency is hoping an automated system will reduce manual reporting errors and by extension minimize improper payments. Public comments on SSA's proposed rule are due by April 15th. The future of the Postal Service depends on packages, a lot of them, according to its Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy. DeJoy tells Federal News Network that USPS plans to roll out new products and services tailored to small and medium-sized businesses. A key tenant of his 10-year reform plan, now in its third year, is to capture a bigger piece of the package business from private sector companies like UPS, FedEx, and Amazon. USPS needs new sources of revenue because mail volume fell by 42% between 2007 and 2020. DeJoy says that trend is expected to continue. NASA and Texas A&M University are collaborating on a new facility to enable human spaceflight research and development within the commercial space economy. The 240-acre Exploration Park will be located at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston. The lease agreement will let the A&M system and others use the land at NASA Johnson to create facilities for a collaborative development environment to increase commercial access and competitiveness in the space and aerospace industries. This agreement is part of a long history of collaboration between NASA and the university, which has been a space grant university since 1989. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Friday, February 16th, 2024, I'm Peter Masurlian.